Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, guys. It's Monday, October 30th. Welcome to a new week, 527 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down a quarter cent at 480 and a half. January soybeans up four and a quarter at 1323 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat down six and a quarter at 569 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat down six and three quarters at 636 and a quarter. December spring wheat down four and a half at 715 and a quarter. Let's start with the soybean meal market, which has been extraordinarily strong here this month. It sure has. Soybean meal futures have rallied sharply. Since bottoming on October 4th, the December 23 meal contract has rallied more than 20% or about $75 per short ton. Traders fear that crushers in Argentina will run out of soybeans to crush and that strong U.S. export demand will continue. Accumulated export commitments of U.S. soybean cake and meal are the best since 2014 and up 43% versus the same period last year. This appears to be a very much delayed reaction to the short crop in Argentina that we've known about for months and months. If you look at um, your top three global meal exporters, there's really only three that matter. It's Argentina has always been the biggest one, and now Brazil is kind of creeping up, and then the U.S., kind of a distant third. But if, if you guys are watching on YouTube, this yellow bar is Argentina over the years, and you can see that following that 21-22 marketing year, they fell off like 20% because they had half of a soybean crop last year. And the projection is that, yeah, they'll recover a little bit this year, but but not recover fully. So we've got some big export business coming to the U.S. Uh, a lot of the old timers, uh, I'm not an old timer yet, uh, but they will tell you and have told me that a meal rally is a real rally as it relates to soybeans, meaning that if the meal market leads the soybean rally, that's a rally to be respected. The reason for that is when you crush a bushel of soybeans, like 80% of your yield is meal, while 20% is oil. So this is a um, friendly-ish situation. The meal market and the soybean market, are um, they kind of have some independent strength here. You look at uh, corn, it's just kind of stuck. You look at wheat, it's, it's really ugly, especially HRW Futures posted some fresh lows just this morning. But the meal and, and soybeans acting better um, uh, when you look at the complex as a whole. Hot and dry conditions in the Brazilian state of Mato Grosso may, may cause reduced soybean yields and lead to replanting. Soybean planting is estimated to be 15 days late on average compared to last season. The situation could delay the planting of Brazil's second corn crop. The delays in soybean planting may even cause some farmers to plant sesame instead of corn. There are improved rain forecasts this week. When you think about planting delays and their impact on the market, it's usually pretty minimal. You know, in the United States, we very rarely will rally the markets on planting delays. Uh, 2019 would be your exception when we were extraordinarily late in terms of planting delays. Uh, the rainfall in Brazil so far this month has been uh, less than desired in a lot of areas. Your kind of centralish, northernish areas have seen less than half of their normal rainfall. Southern Brazil has been really wet and they've seen twice their normal rainfall in some of those areas. But um, yeah, there could be some replant. There could be some late stuff. I just, I don't know if this is the reason why the market has rallied or is rallying. Um, the forecast is wet. Although when you look at this Euro map, a lot of the rain that is expected is not in the next five or six days. It's kind of in that like five to 10 day period. So we'll see if the rains hit. The, the forecast looks uh, slightly better 
uh, for the Brazilian producer, I suppose. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you should check it out. On Friday, we did our bi-weekly social media circus, and that is where we gather some of the most interesting comments across our social media pages. We had um, comments ranging from cattle to the USDA to volatility in the market to Joe being a commodity pimp. Um, so it's always entertaining. I don't know if I was mentioned specifically, but I was on TV pimping commodities pretty hard over the weekend. I heard um, that. These, yeah, these are funny. These are great videos because they start off like funny, but then we actually end up talking about some like serious market type stuff. Uh, Brian was on with us. I thought this one was especially good. Also, last week we had a grain marketing mailbag video, and I discussed why my opinion of grain marketing is that good grain marketing is boring. Good grain marketing does not involve buying and selling futures on a daily or weekly basis. It, it's actually kind of a boring, uh, slow affair. And then today, uh, we're going to talk about the Navigator Pipeline. This ha video has not gone out yet. It's going to go out at midday today. Uh, Corey Levinsky from S&P Global is on with me. He is an expert on the topic, uh, this Navigator Pipeline being canceled. Big deal or need or no deal? Uh, we will answer that question today. Guys, honestly, if you're not watching the premium stuff, you should be because everybody else is. So you're missing out if, if you're not watching this stuff on a daily basis. Go to standardgrain.com. This is a $50 per month subscription. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of info direct from us every single business day, guys. Sign up this morning. Water levels on the Mississippi River are expected to rise further. The river is 8.6 feet below normal at Memphis this morning and is expected to rise more than two feet by the middle of next week. Weekend rains hit river valley areas in the Tennessee, Arkansas, Missouri, Kentucky region. The forecast, however, is mostly dry during the next seven days. Yeah, no material rain in the forecast. I know it's gotten awfully cold in a lot of areas uh, here the last couple of days. We've got that coming to my neighborhood here um, in Middle Tennessee today. Um, the river improvement is exactly what we need. I mean, we hope that this uh, projection from the Army Corps is correct, and ideally we get back to something that resembles normal You know, by uh, middle of November. That would be absolutely excellent. We need basis improvement. We need export sales to improve. We, it'll just help in a lot of different ways. Large money managers trimmed their net short position in the corn market last week. CFTC released weekly commitment of traders data on Friday. During the week ending Oct October 24th, the funds were net buyers of 6,000 contracts of corn. They were net buyers of 10,000 contracts of soybeans, and they were also net buyers of 13,000 contracts of SRW wheat for the week. The big fund shorts, I mean, it's not a huge short in the corn market, 100,000, um, but it makes sense. I mean, you've got kind of a burdensome uh, supply demand outlook in the United States. You've got big carries in the market. It makes sense. SRW wheat, same thing. It, it makes sense to me, given the carries, given the way the market's set up. So I mean, situation's kind of odd. So the funds are net long. And, and keep in mind, there are funds who are short. There are funds who are long. That's the net position. But they're going to have to roll this net long into these big carries, which is an obstacle. So I suppose they're just really optimistic about flat price. It's kind of an odd setup to have these sort of carries um, yet have the funds long and, and the prices aren't, I mean, we're down off the highs, but they're not acting terribly. Uh, so I mean, it's an interesting situation. 
Fed Chair Jerome Powell and other Fed officials have indicated they plan to keep rates unchanged at their meeting this week. Officials want to observe how the economy reacts to previous rate hikes and the rise in long-term Treasury yields before they consider raising rates again. At their meeting uh, last month, the Fed projected that inflation would fall to 3.7% in the fourth quarter, and economic data suggests inflation will end the year below that number, supporting the case to hold rates steady. The Fed will announce its rate decision on Wednesday at one o'clock central time. So on Wednesday, there's a 98.6% chance that uh, there is no hike that they pause. They keep the Fed fund rate effectively in the five and a quarter to five and a half neighborhood. Um, The odds are still strong that they keep rates flat in December. I think it's like a 75 or 80% chance, but things can change quickly based on economic data, I suppose. Uh, what did cattle do on Friday? Uh, feeders uh, closed an average of 51 cents higher, except for 30, 32 cents lower in the October 24 contract. However, on the week, feeders lost an average of $9.06. Live cattle closed an average of a buck 60 higher on the, excuse me, a buck 60 higher on Friday. Week over week, they were down an average of $3.84. Cash cattle trade was down slightly last week in the Southern Plains. Cattle traded at 185, which was actually steady with the week before. In the north, cattle traded at 183 to 185, which was 2 to $3 lower on the week. Outside markets on Monday, U.S. dollars just a little bit lower. Stocks are higher. S&P's up 24. The Dow Jones up 160. Bonds off just a little bit. Crude oil is down $1.02 at 84.52. I know there's a lot going on in the Middle East, but uh, crude not really reacting here this morning. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.